Hello everyone and welcome back to the Blunt Buddha Babe podcast. I'm Marina, I'm your host, and today I actually wanted to get into my experience with anxiety and panic attacks and how I overcame them and some tools that I'd like to share with you guys to help you if you're suffering as well. And without further ado, let's get into it. So I didn't realize I had anxiety until I was probably around 12 years old. And before then, I was suffering from really bad nightmares and just being so afraid to close my eyes, not knowing, you know, what was going to happen. And I was having these really terrible dreams. And that started probably when I was around four or five. And that just continued um, until I was around 12. And so as I matured, I was able to get myself to sleep and not have to sleep on my parents' floor. When I tell you that I literally slept on my parents' floor every night when I was a kid, I for real mean it. My brother can attest to that. Um, So that was definitely an experience because I was that afraid of going to sleep and not knowing what was going to happen. Because I was having these terrible, like, nightmares and these images that kept popping up and I realized I was actually having sleep paralysis because I would half wake up and then see these like holographic images in front of me. Some of them were like demons coming up into my face. Some were like, I remember one time a black cat was like on my lap, like just like crazy, crazy stuff. And from that time, I didn't really understand that I was facing anxiety and looking back at it now, it could have been some spiritual issues because I am pretty in tune with my spirituality and I might have been so young that I didn't know how to handle it. So that's definitely, definitely a factor now that I'm thinking back to it. But when I was 12, I had my first real anxiety attack. And for those of you who don't know, an anxiety attack or a panic attack, I'm going to use these words interchangeably. Uh, Pretty much it's a very severe strike of panic and there's a lot of physical symptoms that come along with it. So for me, trigger warning, if you have anxiety and you have panic attacks, this might trigger you. So I, you know, use your own discretion. So it was actually, I got the stomach virus and I didn't really, I was not one to throw up, but I developed the fear of throwing up after this virus. Um... So that was a whole experience in itself. That affected me from when I was around 12 to about 18. And, um, but going back to my first panic attack, so I was very sick and I was throwing up and I remember like literally shaking and crying. My heart's like racing out of my chest. I'm bawling my eyes out. I'm literally like shaking it. I can't even control it. My mom just thinks that, you know, I'm sick and I have a bug and, you know, regular concerns that her mother would have and I literally could not go on for like days I couldn't eat for days I couldn't I couldn't even think about stepping outside of my house even though I felt better like I wasn't throwing up anymore I literally only did for like one day and then that was it but I couldn't bring myself to 
eat. I couldn't bring myself to do normal things again. I was so afraid that whatever food I would put into my system, I would throw it right back up, which was not true. But that was this whole big thing that my brain had created. And so it's very, very, very crazy how the mind can create these huge fears. And when you're telling yourself this story or you don't know how to, you know, nip it in the bud kind of thing, how it really spirals and it can really get out of control. So I dealt with that. I finally mustered up the courage to go back to school and that was a whole experience. I remember feeling like intense anxiety every single day, like not panic attacks, but just intense anxiety, like a very, like a knot in my stomach. I was always on edge. My palms were always sweating. My heart rate was always elevated and I didn't know what it was. You know, I I really didn't know. And it wasn't until a couple months later that I had another panic attack and I psyched myself out so much. I was literally eating like Chinese food with my mom at the dinner table. And next thing I know, I, I start freaking out. I get that same feeling on my stomach of just like uneasiness, like I'm about to throw up. Um, but I didn't feel sick. It was just, you know, my brain was creating this. And so I'm like literally my head's in the toilet and I'm like, I'm going to throw up. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm shaking. I'm crying. I'm going through the whole thing and nothing happens. And my mom is like, uh, okay. That was weird. And I'm like, hmm, yeah, I don't know. And so from that point on many nights, my mom actually slept in my bed with me because I like literally could not do it. I was so afraid Now, instead of being afraid of monsters and scary dreams, I was afraid that I was going to throw up in my sleep and suffocate. I was afraid that I was going to wake up and have to throw up and she wouldn't be there to comfort me. I couldn't handle these things alone. Well, not these things, but it was literally throwing up. It was all centered around that. And then my anxiety started to show up in different ways. So when I'd be stressed in school, I would have anxiety attacks. And then when flu season would come around, I'd be a disaster. I became a germaphobe. I started sanitizing my hand every second that I got. I wouldn't touch doorknobs. I wouldn't touch certain surfaces if I thought they were high traffic. I would wash my hands insanely. I would not touch my face, my nose, or my eyes during the school day. Or if I was out in public, I would not do it. I would make sure my hands were clean before I did that. And yes, some of you might say that's good hygiene, but I was taking it, like, way too far. Then around, I was around 13, um, my grandma passed away, and so did my neighbor, who I was really close with. And that just kind of took a toll on me that, honestly, affects me to this day. And going through that at 13 was just a lot. My grandma suffered from dementia, and so I had to you know, be there through that. When I was around 10 to 13, that's when I uh, kind of was with her during that. And that was super hard. And just my anxiety was just at like peak level. And when I kind of saw all the terrible things that happened in the world, because it was so close to home, you know, it was my grandma and it was my neighbor who passed away. And I was just afraid to leave my house. 
I was just scared to to leave. I was afraid I was going to get sick and throw up. I was afraid that something was going to happen to me or my family. I was afraid of my own freaking shadow. Like, honestly, like, I just spiraled into this very worried, scared girl. And I'm not the same person that I was, but I do want to share my story with you guys because I just feel like it can help somebody. And, you know, you can come out on the other side. I really did not think that I would ever be able to overcome this crazy big fear of mine. And yes, of course, I have my anxiety spells sometimes. I do still have anxiety attacks here and there, but it's only when something really big happens. It's not unprovoked kind of thing. Of course, I get anxious before a job interview or the first day of school or you know, stuff like that. I get jitters or my stomach might be upset or my heart might race, but I'm able to really connect to my body and the practice of yoga has really helped me with that. Also just dance and movement, even meditation I'm really into now. And that really helps just ground me and check back in with myself. So I actually discovered that I create my own fears right? If I never told myself, oh my god, throwing up is so scary. It's the scariest thing ever. Like, it's the worst feeling ever. It's the worst thing. Like, you don't want to do it. You know, you're going to die if you do it. Like, it's the worst thing, blah, 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 all this stuff. I realized that I can reprogram my mind. I could tell myself a different story and believe it to be true. And I was super young when I figured this out, honestly. I just would tell myself, and my parents did help with this as well, um, in a way. My, my parents would always say, oh, you're fine, it's no big deal, you know, don't worry about it, don't worry about it, you're fine, you're fine, and it would like, make me shrug it off. But in doing that, I found my own way to kind of shrug it off, right? So I was able to shrug it off by writing my own new story. So I reframed my idea of what throwing up was. I used to think it was so scary and so terrible. I changed it into it's a bodily function. It's something that's natural and it's something that happens. If you're sick, you don't want the sickness to sit inside of you and make a bigger problem. It needs to come out if it has to. And when I really put it into perspective like that and also thought about really and truly how, how often does it happen in my lifetime? You know, I am lucky, I guess, and fortunate to say that it doesn't happen quite often to me. And so with really sh- changing my mindset, and you can do this with any phobia that you have, with any anxiety that you're having, you can just reframe your idea of what it means and the meaning of it to you, right? So being able to do this, I kind of changed my whole reality all about myself. I did go to a therapist for a short period of time and he just taught me deep breathing techniques and I would like tell him my worries and my this and that and he would just say, "Mm -hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that was not really working for me, but the fact that I have these tools in my toolbox of meditation and deep breathing really helps me 
center and stay calm, cool, and collected and just really take life day by day. And that's another thing, right? If you worry about what if, what if this will happen? What if that will happen? You're worrying about the future. And if you try to control the future, it's not going to go well for you because the universe always has other plans. I actually have a tattoo that says K Sera Sera and it was my first tattoo and that means whatever will be will be and that mindset completely changed my anxiety and the way it affects me and just kind of you could you could say, you know, putting trust into the universe or trusting God or trusting yourself or just going with the flow or taking things day by day. It's all the same idea. It's just told a little bit differently. And I'm a firm believer that many sayings and many religions, they're all teaching the same thing. They just have their own little spit on it. So in realizing that worrying won't change the outcome really relieved me of so much anxiety. And like, You really need to program yourself and constantly, constantly repeat it to yourself. Every time I'd feel myself getting anxious, I'd say, okay, and like talk to myself about it. Okay, what are we anxious about? Okay, so is worrying about failing this test going to help you pass it? Is worrying about getting sick going to change the fact if you're going to get sick or not? And this is the same thing with COVID. I... Of course, everyone has their anxieties about it. But I realized, and it's the same thing, worrying about getting COVID is not going to change the fact if you do or you don't. You still have to live your life. And I used to work at a corporate job and I was essential and I was forced to go to work. They left me with no choice. And so that really forced me to say, okay, like I need to go to work and I'm going to take the precautions that I can and I'm going to be as safe as possible but I really can't worry about getting sick or not because I have a job to do. So kind of just putting that into perspective, like you can't put your life on hold because you're anxious. You can't prevent yourself from experiencing life and traveling and even just leaving your house just because you feel worried. And it could be scary, but as you take little baby steps and you move forward, You gain the confidence to keep doing it again, again, and again, and bigger and bigger and bigger. And I really am just a firm believer in the fact that you literally just have to change your mindset and be your own best friend, be your own therapist, be that person for yourself that loves you and that supports you. And you can seriously fix yourself when it when it comes to anxiety and overthinking and if you just learn how to stop it and how to reframe your thoughts and how to reframe your thinking eventually it sticks some of my little tips for figuring out how to calm down from a panic attack or just from anxiety in general if the reframing your thoughts doesn't help you because i know sometimes it gets a little bit out of control Some tips are to find four physical things in the room. Just name them. If you're in a classroom, okay, there's the clock. Okay, there's a desk. Okay, there's a purple pen. Get specific. 
whatever you can do, distract your mind so that you get out of the worrying and overthinking spiral so that you can think with a leveled head, okay, there's no use in me worrying about this. Worrying about this isn't going to fix it. Worrying about it isn't going to make it better. And I just need to take a deep breath. And that's all. Also, another thing is take your hand and touch your first finger to your thumb and say peace. Touch your middle finger to your thumb, say begins. Touch your middle finger to your ring finger with and pinky to thumb me. And you're going to repeat peace begins with me. And you're going to keep touching your thumb and that's going to help you just to be able to do something with your hands just distracts you from it. Also, just deep breathing, breathing with your belly, do the four by four uh, breathing. So you breathe in for four, hold for four, exhale for four, and then you're gonna hold your exhale for four, and then you're gonna restart. So that will just regulate your breathing pattern and slow down your heart rate. Always know you can always talk to someone If the problems seem bigger than you and you just can't self-soothe anymore, definitely go seek help. Go to therapy. Therapy is not for weak people. Everybody needs therapy, whether they like it or not. Another little tip is also to just distract yourself. Talk about something else. Ask if you're with somebody to just have them talk. A lot of times that distraction will help you from that internal spiral that you're going through and by doing so time and time again stopping your anxiety before it turns into a panic attack or stopping it before it even gets bad you get better and better and better at doing it that the second that you feel your heart racing or the second that something triggers you and makes you nervous you're able to stop it and I am a living and breathing example of that it's really like it's real it works my my anxiety didn't just vanish overnight it does take work but now I am 21 and I feel like I have it under really good control I can go out and do whatever I want I'm not afraid of throwing up anymore of course I have like my little anxieties here and there but I don't feel like it's crippling or that it holds me back from doing anything so I am really really grateful for just having the tools to be able to overcome it and yes of course like my anxiety still comes up but as for my day-to-day life I used to not even be able to leave the house or I used to not be able to touch like door handles at all I would just freak out so I'm really really proud of myself for how far I've come and if you guys ever need some more tips or some more info or you just want to pick my brain you can definitely shoot me a dm on instagram i would love to talk to you guys and share my wisdom with you and that's about it for today's episode so i hope you all enjoyed and i hope you got some value out of it and i will see you guys soon Love and a happiness